Welcome back to Fanfit House. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. Welcome back to Fanfic House, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma, and I know that Gabby and I have been saying that we were going to be doing a Star Wars episode talking about the Disney theme parks, but our lives, especially Gabby's, has been real busy recently. In fact, Gabby can't be here today to talk about Star Wars, so we have our wonderfully perpetually tired editor, Carol Lindsmeyer, joining me to talk about all things Clone Wars actors and our favorite things in terms of the series. So hi, Kara. Hi, I emerge from corporate America. <laughs> yeah, I emerge from my day job <laughs> to join I us once again. Before finals, we have two weeks before oh. finals. Oh, oh, Lord. a week before finals. Oh, jeez. Oh, here we go. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. y'all know we're big Star Wars fans on this show, but. Yes. I am shocked that it's taken us this long for Emma and I to do a Clone Wars episode. And it's because Gabby doesn't have time to binge the show. <laughs> well, she's watched most of Clone Wars. She has? It's Rebels that she hasn't watched. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm yeah. in the middle of watching Rebels in preparation for the Ahsoka show. So, yeah. Where are you in Rebels? I don't want uh, to Same place to I, I told you. Same place I told you. I'm right before the Wedge episode. I am in season three. So... I'm halfway through season four, if not more than season four. Are you, have you seen plenty of my favorite blue boy? Yes, I have. Yay, Thrawn. Troubles. But anyway, we figured because Kara still hasn't finished Troubles, um, and I mean, Clone Wars is what started all of the animation Star Wars off. Literally. That we would talk about like some of our favorites. And we have a list of our favorites here on our lovely notes. So yes. should we start with our favorite Jedi or Jedi's? Yeah, considering <laughs> you guys can't see, but we have our list in front of us. Emma and I really are the same I person in different fonts. I could not choose between my babies. You you really can't. I know you. Okay, so let's talk yes. about the first Jedi that you and I have in common, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Why did you choose him? I love Obi-Wan Kenobi um, dearly. From the prequels on, like, I've always loved Obi-Wan, even before I watched Clone Wars. Um, yeah. I'm an Obi-Wan girly. You're an Obi-Wan stan. <laughs> I yeah love... that that that's the word we're gonna use. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I love General Kenobi because 
I okay, so it really was Clone Wars yeah. that got me to that got me to General Kenobi. Um, no, it. it was it was really Clone Wars that got me into Obi Wan. No joke. Wow. Yeah, no joke. So Emma knows My how much of a fan. My first lightsaber was Obi Wan's. Oh. I love that. My first lightsaber was Obi-Wan's. My... I actually have all three of my Jedi's. <laughs> of course you do. Um no, it was actually it was it was really Clone Wars that got me into loving Obi-Wan. Um yeah. due in no small part to uh James Arnold Taylor, his lovely voice actor. Which we both have stories about him. We love James. <laughs> yeah. And we'll um, talk about those stories later. Yeah, we have we have actor stories, which will be great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love Obi-Wan. He is awesome. I love how, especially in Clone Wars, they write him so sassy. <laughs> I love that too. Um, I also love kind of like, I don't want to say the backstory. That's not the word I want to use. But mm. the backstory to like him before anakin oh yeah the like remnants that we get of it with Sabine yeah and his relationship i hope we see happening. it wouldn't it be awesome if we got that in the next season of tales of jedi wouldn't that be awesome you know to see him and Satine? Awesome. that would be awesome one two can live action star wars mention our duchess's name i know right well, <laughs> we'll get to her we'll get to duchess Satine. i know i'll yell about my my frustrations about that yeah then. but yeah we both love obi-wan we love how sassy he is we love james arnold yeah. taylor and the 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 development he has given and finally james arnold taylor and ewan mcgregor finally met i know and same with um matt and um uh, hayden. hayden yeah okay yeah, so you guys met. don't you guys don't know this um if you're not like into all the fandom stuff like we are but James Arnold Taylor and Ewan McGregor had never met prior no. to uh 2023 Star Wars celebration in London they had yeah. not met the the closest because thing we got he was, was not invited to um celebration last year when Obi-Wan no. was coming out because no, he wasn't. they wanted the spotlight on Ewan which i get which i get and then um, Ewan never went to any of the Star Wars weekends, which James Arnold Taylor was the host. Yeah, of. James and Ashley were the host. James Arnold Taylor yeah. and Ashley were. Um, yeah, so the other, the closest we got, which James has talked about this on his podcast, mm -hmm. Talking to Myself, was the closest thing he got to meeting Ewan was um, – at a, it was at some premiere. I want to say it was at Force Awakens or maybe okay. Rise of Skywalker. Something like that. Something it was in one, the sequel. Some premiere of one of the sequel movies. James was on the red carpet and he was like 10 feet from Ewan. Wow. 10 feet from Ewan. And Ewan got ushered off and James was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll see you later. Yeah. It was my favorite thing to see all the pictures of the cast meeting their live action counterparts oh, for being so with them. Oh my my favorite thing was also so Megacon was a couple weeks before celebration. Yeah. And both Rosario Dawson and Ashley were there on that Thursday of yes. Mega. Yeah. And you could get a photo op with the Ahsoka's duo. Oh my god, I love that. And there was one Star Wars or like one Ahsoka Tano cosplayer who asked for the 
of Peter Parker playing Spider Man with Rosario Dawson and I've Ashley seen that picture. I've seen that yes. picture. It's the funniest thing to me. Um, speaking of Ahsoka, yeah, I love Obi Wan. Speaking of Ahsoka, I could talk about her all day. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about Ahsoka for a second because she's my second person. She's your first person on your list. Um, yes, I wrote mine kind of in my order. I didn't. I just wrote. Um, okay. But yeah, I love Ahsoka with all of my heart. Same. Um, she's and so I've told this story her. way too many times on the show before, but I'll tell it again. My first introduction to Ahsoka was season one of rebels when she I know. walks down that ladder oh my gosh. and i was like who is she and i was like i was on fandom social media so I like you were aware like, of ahsoka but you weren't like aware of ahsoka yeah so i was like i guess i have to watch this clone wars thing and probably mm-hmm. found it on one of those like one two three movie sites or like yeah one of those. it was it was pre-disney plus it was pre-disney plus and pre it going on netflix for a little bit Oh yeah, because yeah, because that was, they were on Netflix when was, between went like post Disney buy, but before but Disney before Plus. Six. Disney Plus. Yeah. So I think I was I watched at least the first three seasons on that site, and then they got moved there. So then I watched four, five, and six mm-hmm. on Netflix. But I fell in love with her. I relate way too much of my personality to. Ahsoka, I love her dearly. Um, you are snips. <laughs> I am. I feel like I'm a mixture between Hera and um, Ahsoka. That is fair. That is fair. So, like, so is, especially after my rewatch of Rebels that's going on right now. Yeah, you are rewatching Rebels for how many times? <laughs> I don't want is... to count. But... <laughs> no, yeah, I love I Ahsoka. I love her. Um, and even though, like, I knew kind of, like, some of the stuff, like, again, I was on fandom Instagram, you yeah. knew that Ahsoka left the temple. Yeah, we, yeah, so. Like, that's I actually, knew that going into Clone Yeah, Wars. there are certain things that, like, even if you haven't watched Rebels or, like, you haven't watched Clone Wars, there are just certain things you just know because the fandom yeah. talks about it. Um, Which I have a story about that when we get to the actors. Um, so (laughs) I haven't told you that one. Um, but so I love Ahsoka. She is literally like, no joke. She is baby girl. I love her so much. I, no joke. I was watching. So Clone Wars was my quarantine show. And I watched it throughout the entirety of quarantine literally that was what i did um yeah and i completely fell in love with ahsoka i love her so freaking much like she was the female character that i completely like loved and then we'll get to the male character i just freaking got obsessed with um but yeah i love her she's fun she's funny ashley Eckstein. Like, I love Ashley Eckstein and what she has done She's... for female representation in nerddom. And we'll get into Ashley. Oh, we right? will get into Ashley because I love her so much. Same. Uh, um, but yeah, but I love yeah, Ahsoka. Ahsoka was... Fun. And I talked about this on our, um, like, Women's History Month episode, our first yeah. one that we did. Um, where Ahsoka 
like sure we had had leia and padme we had leia and padme and that's it basically and that was it basically and like i guess fog mothma she was in the original a little bit but like we got like two lines from her exactly but seeing a jedi a female jedi on a young female jedi yeah like what she's 13 in the original she was 14 14 in the clone wars movie yeah and what 17 by the time i think she's seven she's 17 by the time of season seven yeah like oh i love her and just getting that representation of a main character Mm -hmm. female jedi because again like shakti and all the other like female jedi that we yeah like we we saw them but we didn't know them we didn't know them until Clone Wars, until Ahsoka's yeah. story was being told. And mm-hmm. I don't think I would be a Star Wars fan without Ahsoka. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because, again, Rebels is what got me into Star Wars, and then I watched Clone Wars, and then I watched yeah. all the movies, I think. Yeah. I think that's how my timeline went. Which I probably wouldn't have watched all the movies if I hadn't fallen in love with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And Padme in the Clone Wars, which we'll yeah. get to Padme. Yes. But I love Ahsoka dearly. Yeah, me too. I love her. She she means so much as like a, she she's a symbol, in my opinion. She's yeah. really much a symbol for Ahsoka lives in all of us. It literally, to quote our Lord and Savior Ashley Eckstein. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. She Ahsoka I I love her so much because she she's so relatable. Like yeah. she is the eyes of the audience in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That's how it looks to me. Is cuz they were marketed towards that young demographic yeah. originally. They were marketed towards that and then as the show got older, Ahsoka got older and the audience got older. And yeah that really like that really did a lot and yeah, it did it just i will never not love ahsoka Same. and i'm so excited for her to get her own show finally finally i've uh i and i know that you've seen this in rebels so i feel like i can yeah say you it. can talk about it i've i've seen some stuff for rebels i'm aware of it um season two yeah right. Yeah, her ending in season two. Oh my god. I remember watching it when the show came out, sitting on my TV, or like sitting on my couch watching the TV for like, what, the 7 p.m. Rebels finale showing, let's say. Yeah, because that was, that was one aired. of the only times they did like primetime airing. Yeah, that it was still during primetime television. Rebels yeah, it was primetime television out. on Disney XD. Yeah. So I'm watching it, and I'm seeing a character that I've grown to love in the hiatus between season one and season two of Rebels. Mm-hmm. Face off her master turn to the dark side. Yeah. And I thought she was dead and I cried. Yeah, and then Dave My Filoni mom. decided to market it <laughs> like that where he had the Ahsoka Lives question mark t-shirts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I was so late to the party. Him. Yeah, and 
I kind of joke about it and I know that I probably shouldn't because I know that this time is going to come where we inevitably will end up watching her die because we hear her voice and she's actually gone. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've joked about it with my friends about how I'm going to need um, like PTO because I've lost this character. Yeah, yeah I love her. And I think I will. <laughs> um, oh, we're both going to cry. Let's, let's move on to your last Jedi who we both adore. <laughs> so, later to Ahsoka in a way because he's the one who brings her to the temple. Which yeah. Which we forget about. Which I need to see that in Tales of the Jedi. We need Dang. to see this. So please, Tales if, of the Jedi. If you guys don't know, we're talking about Plo Koon. Yes, I love him dearly. Um, Who's also voiced by James Arnold Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Um, hi, James. Just, we love you. <laughs> hi, James. Um, I just love Plo and his nurturing and like father-like existence to Ahsoka. And to my OC Kena. Um, yes. But he, I think back to him being like, I can't believe Ahsoka would do this during yeah. the season five arc. Yeah, it was arc. season five finale arc. Yeah, the um, Ahsoka leaving the temple arc. Yeah. Him knowing her, not mm-hmm. just like, knowing of her like all the other Jedi Masters probably did. Yeah. But he watched her grow. Literally watched her grow up. Yeah. Like more so, than Anakin did. More than Anakin did. And I just love Plo Koon so so much. And yeah. I really wish because for those of you who do not know, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, let's have a talk, sir. <laughs> So, Here we go. What was it? The end of season two of Mandalorian? Yeah. Do you know about this? I know um, about what I'm about to say. Obviously. Um, I might. It's been a minute since I watched season two of Mando. So, in the finale of season two of Mando, when Luke came in, they yes. wanted to keep that a secret. So in the behind yes. the scenes, they were talking oh, about how they yeah. were keeping it a secret. And how they were using Low Cone as the like little scapegoat to be like, oh, it's not Luke. Even though we all clearly saw Plo Koon die. In episode three. I don't want to talk about him dying. James Arnold Taylor says that he wants to play him again. That he is also true. Again. And how do we alive. know? Because I heard it. We know that I because know. I heard it. Also, I'm getting really close to the mic, so I'm so sorry. Oh, it's fine. No, I I love Plo. I love Plo as well. Can we I, I want more of him in Tales of the Jedi. James and Ashley have both said that they want to see the story of Yeah, because we kind of know about it. A, we we're aware of it. And like all we've seen of it is like a tiny little shot that was in the yeah. like younglings being kidnapped arc. Yeah. Um, where you see a very young Ahsoka. Uh, holding hands with Plo Koon. Yeah. And both James and Ashley have talked about how they want to see that. They want to see that whole, like, thing where he Which, brings For those of you who do not know the whole story, there was a, I believe, a bounty hunter who, like, 
saw this little force sensitive child and was like i'm a jedi kid come with me and she was like i don't trust you like toddler ahsoka and <laughs> plo Koon comes and finds her and is like i'm the true jedi and she like takes his hand and goes temple baby baby girl love yeah. her oh my gosh so shall I we transition to the dark side of things my favorite side of things. <laughs> Just go ahead. Everyone knows what you're going to say. <laughs> Everyone and their mother knows what I'm going to say. I love Darth Maul. My favorite oh, sin. Really? Really? Me creating an OC that's supposed to be his twin sister. Having the Crimson Dawn ring. Um, having the Maul dress from her universe. Having the Maldress from her universe, having the Darth Maul plushie that we had Mac co- go and get me from Disney World. Which also be able to do. Yes. Um, okay, oh hey, I can just go there now if I wanted to. You could, yes. Um, yeah, Cat I love Darth Maul. I love Darth Maul so much. Um, I think he's just such a, such a fascinating character. Because, like, yeah. so to quote James Arnold Taylor, we're going to quote James a lot. Um, because we love him so much. And Ashley. And Sam. <laughs> and Sam Whitworth. And Matt. Is, I have a gonna... great story with Matt. Oh, great. But, so, to quote James Arnold Taylor, when we first saw Darth Maul, um, we saw this demon, and we mm-hmm. couldn't look away. And that's in Phantom yeah. Menace, when he got introduced, yeah. where we saw this, like, silent assassin who is so cool. And then he gets cut in half. And yet he keeps coming back, which is why I say Slow Cone can come back. Literally, that is why that is literally why James Earl Taylor justified. I don't care. He needs to come back for my sanity. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Maul, so we didn't really like know much about the character, really, unless you like read some of the novels and stuff. But yeah. When he came back in Clone Wars, they they literally cast um, the best person, in my opinion, to play him. Yeah. Sam Witwer, like, look, I understand that the original person who voiced Darth Maul was Peter Serafinowicz in the in, in Phantom Menace. I understand that. Yeah. And that Ray Park is the is the body. I get that. But Sam brings such a greatness he 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 brings this like shakespearean tragedy type character yeah to life and it's just in my opinion maul has the best scripts in any of clone wars i feel like he has the best scripts and in rebels honestly yeah um You've started to see his I've started. I, I've seen his first few episodes in Rebels. I've seen his first three episodes in Rebels, and oh my god. Um, but yeah, like, when we saw him in, in Clone Wars, I got obsessed. And Emma knows this. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was so... I, I... Maul is such an interesting character, in my opinion. I think he's... I think he's nuts. I think he's funny. I think he's crazy intelligent. Yeah. I think he he's like I think if he was given the right faculties and given the right like 
path, he could be unstoppable. Yeah. And he almost was. He yeah. really almost was in a lot of different scenarios. Um, But then Dot Sidious decides to come in and just be like, go away, you're not my apprentice anymore, die. <laughs> well, he didn't kill him, but he captured him. Um, Which I'm so mad that we never got the Son of Dathomir arc. It's a Same. comic now, but and you can like find an amazing comic dub of it on YouTube. Please look it up. It's so good. Yeah, um, I've seen that. It's literally the best. And the guys that got to like that's... do impressions of the characters, like, oh, really good. But yeah. I'm so mad. That's they didn't one of the that. two arcs slash scenes I really wish we got to have from the OG season seven. Yeah, and the, the other, other one arc, is. The... I is your character so i will go off about maul for a very long time so let's talk about your character actually that wasn't even the arc i was going to talk about i was going to really talk about a specific okay scene between obi-wan and anakin <gasps> i think i know which one you're talking about. yeah when the, the scrapped like, Utapau. yeah arc. where um anakin's like oh let me call ahsoka like and then help. She's and not. then he's like never mind and obi-wan's like you want to talk about it he's like what's there to talk about she left i feel her all that stuff and because anakin him, needs like, therapy <laughs> isn't that all of clone wars no I, honestly yeah <laughs> red flag <laughs> padme really said my favorite color is red <laughs> um i had this <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> hi welcome um, to i'm a taylor Swift fan yeah let's but anyway let's talk about your favorite dark side character so I so Ventress is my favorite dark side character that we see in um, yeah. Clone Wars, and I really think it was when we started that Clone Wars musical. Yeah, that I Rest really got to know her. Rest in peace. That, but I wrote a song. Um, I forget the name Fallen of it. From Fallen our from path. our path. That's what it was. That's what and I it was during the um ahsoka leaving the temple arc yeah in season five and ahsoka's being like i've fallen from my path like just like you have Mm -hmm. and i find it so interesting kind of like maul they both fell from this side place yeah maul sam and ahsoka really talked about this at their um at c2e2 sam and ahsoka Sam and Ahsoka, Sam and Ashley, I'm tired. Their names both start with A. <laughs> um, they they both talked about that. Um, where yeah, there are a lot of parallels between Maul and Ahsoka, and um, Ventress and Ahsoka, and Ventress, yeah. Which is why I wrote that song in the first place. Was yeah. I was rewatching the end of season five because the arcs I love, I'll like rewatch just those usually. Mm-hmm. Which is the same thing with Rebels. This is my first true rewatch of the full series. Yeah. Um, but realizing like she's fallen from her path, like she's no longer part of the dark side. She's just trying to make her way in the galaxy, just like Ahsoka is about to do. Yeah. And, and I wish we got I wrote more a song for, for Ventress too. <laughs> yeah, I wrote I, I wrote her. her big song. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fallen oh God, From Our Path this. had a reprise, and that's the Ventress to Anakin one. But the yeah. one I sang was the Ahsoka to Ventress. 
yeah, I Ventress is awesome, and I love the Night Sisters arc. Yeah, I'm so fascinated by the Night Sisters like culture and all that. Yeah, I can't wait until you watch more of Rebels. I know, I know, like stuff with the Night Sisters is coming, but I don't know what it is. That's all I know is <laughs> that stuff is coming, and that's all I know. Um, and I'm very excited. Um, also shout out to Nika Futterman, the voice yeah. of Ventress. Heck yes, you did yeah. amazing. Love you so much. Yeah. And um, I feel like Ventress doesn't get enough love. She really doesn't. I love her. I do too. I I really do like her a lot. She's she's fun and she also has an arc that was like supposed to be the end of her arc. Yeah. Um Didn't they got, make that into a book? It got made into a book, Dark Disciple. Yes. Yeah. I have not read the book, but I know what happens cuz I've like read stuff. Yeah. Um or it's like it's her and Quinlan Boss and it's a whole thing and yeah. it's amazing. Um yeah, I I'm that's another arc that I wish got made, but I know that like part of the reason Clone Wars got canceled, a big chunk of the reason was because of the Disney buy and yeah. all of that. But yeah. Ventress is awesome. And Maul is yeah. awesome. And we love our dark side a, peoples. Yeah, and Ventress becomes a bounty hunter. Which yeah. is coincidentally our next category. Yes, it is. <laughs> where we both chose the same cowboy hat wearing bounty hunter. We love Cad Bane. <laughs> Corey Burton, you are the best. Oh, he's the best so, voice actor for that character. Honestly, this one was the hardest category for me. Really? Yeah. Out of any of them? Because yeah. I, I love all of the bounty hunters that we see in the show. Yeah. Um, and I had to think about it hard, but then I thought about his appearances in outside Clone Wars media. So what Mando and Bad Batch? It was Boba Fett and Bad or Batch. Boba Fett and Bad Batch. Yeah. Any of the live action Mando Boba uh, they're the same. The book of the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why like Dave Filoni has been announced that he's making a Mandoverse film. Yes. For Star Wars. Um, I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah, Cad Bane's awesome. He's my favorite bounty hunter. He's the, to me, he's the OG space cowboy. Yeah. Was like he, he supposed to be like Dave Filoni? Because Dave Filoni always wears that stupid cowboy hat. And so does Cad Bane. I don't, I, I don't think that was intentional. Because I feel like <laughs> Cad Bane is supposed to be like a Clint Eastwood type. Yeah, I know. But... I understand your confusion. <laughs> um, yeah, Cad Bane's awesome. I... I was making jokes about I recognize that hat anywhere. Like that Ahsoka moment. Uh, who else wears that stupid hat? <laughs> yeah, who else wears that stupid hat? Literally. Um, no, I love Cad Bane. He's fun. Yeah. Um, he's fun. And he's like, I no joke, I almost in- wanted to include, like instead of Bounty Hunter, put like non-force user because there are a lot of non-force users and include well, hondo and in that even... mix because I, hondo... I was about to say can we add another like favorite other character type of Let's... character and that's hondo onaka <laughs> for me at least i love hondo i think that's my answer too i can't think of like any others he's that like I... he's not a bounty hunter but he's not a force user but he's not a politician jim so cummings what are this... you <laughs> So I hate this character in all other media that isn't Clone Wars. 
You don't like Hondo or anything else? No, not Hondo. The character I'm about to mention. Um, especially after recent Bad Batch episodes, I don't like this character. But I like him in his little arcs we see in Clone Wars. That being Saw Gerrera. Oh my god, I do not like him ever. I, I like, him, like in him, first, him ever. I like him in the Clone Wars. I When his sister is alive. When yeah. he dies, that is when... Once Stila dies, all bets are off. Yeah, that that's when I hate his character, but I like him before that. That's fair. Because he is what the rebel like him before um his sister dies mm-hmm. is what the rebellion is at its heart. Yeah, is just wanting to do the right thing. But and then post his sister dying, I feel like he operates just on spite. Yeah. Literally and, spite. Spoiler alert for rebels, but you'll see him again and it's pretty much confirmed that that's all he does. Spite. Spite yeah. is a powerful motivator. Um, and I hate him, especially after Clone Wars or Bad Batch. Oh, same. Um, how dare you? Um, yeah. I. It's okay. We know what happens to him because of Rogue One. <laughs> he dies. That. <laughs> but. Death. Yay, death. Um, but I love Hondo as well. So let's go Hondo back to Hondo. Is, Hondo is awesome. I love Hondo so much. Um, I feel like he's... So shout out to Jim Cummings, uh, who's the yeah. voice of him. Who, no joke, he has said this on James Arnold Taylor's, like, uh, Clone Wars Conversation show. Mm-hmm. Like, about 80% of his lines for Hondo were improvised. I believe it. Does yeah. that include Rebels? Uh, I don't know about Rebels because he didn't talk about Rebels. He just talked about Clone Wars. Okay. I believe um, it, especially in the Bounty Hunters arc where he's with, oh, what's her name? And it's like, is that my kid? Oh, or a sing. Yeah. Yeah. Or a sing. That, that, <laughs> that bit. Which, so here's the funny thing about Hondo Onaka. So I have a OC. Her name is Koi. And... So this started out as a joke in the in our little friend group was what canon character would you ship your OC with if you could? And I said Hondo because it made the most sense because she's a drunk party girl. Who the hell did I save her? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was a while ago. Um, But here's the thing. Everybody started like agreeing with me about Koi and Hondo being a thing to the point where I mentioned it at a convention to Jim Cummings, and he said, "I believe it. I can agree with that." To which that to to that us that means that's canon. <laughs> so, Hondo and Koi are a thing, and it's hilarious. Um, yeah. but yeah, I I love Hondo. He's so funny. He's fun. I st- I love the bit in the like younglings uh arc where he like gets launched in the air and he's like, "I'm flying." <laughs> Apparently, I love Hondo. That's James' favorite line from Hondo. Hondo which is has amazing. So many great lines. Hondo's awesome. Yeah. I I love the audio that's going around on TikTok right now where it's like it's like um insolence. We are pirates. We don't even know what that means. Yeah. I love that one. Oh, I love Hondo. He's awesome. Hondo's great. Hondo's great. 
I can't wait to see the animatronic of him in a couple weeks. I know! I know you're going to go to Batu and it's going to be great. I am going to cry when I go to Batu for the first time. I have not I been, know. guys. I've never been. I have not been back to Disney World since I worked there in 2019. <sighs> oh my god. You need to just come when Gabby's coming. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so that I'm not... I'll tell you plans i have for her off plans plans off the air yes Yes. Mm -hmm. so so let's move from like the bad guy side of things to the sort of good people kind of well we have we uh, well good guys my two are part of the republic mine is not yeah yours is is not yeah um I guess I'll start with Senator Tucci because oh we love Tucci love her yeah I spelled her name wrong on our notes it's fine it's okay Um, I knew who you meant our favorite our favorite Pantoran politician yeah and I loved I've loved her since the moment she was introduced in Clone Wars she's adorable I love her she's adorable but what made me really love her and put her on this list is Bad Batch yeah Oh my gosh. Season. I can't because I didn't expect her to be in it. I didn't expect her to be in it at all because I don't watch We're trailers. kind of that counting Bad Batch in this list because it's like directly after Clone Wars. It's season eight of Clone Wars. In my opinion, yeah. That's what Sean and I call it. Really? <laughs> season eight and nine of Clone Wars. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, Chuchi, I wasn't expecting her to be in season three season no, two and- of Bad Batch. What I see her in Bad Batch, I see what Padme would be doing if yes. she survived. Yes, literally. Yes. Like, sure, probably Padme theoretically would be, like, hiding and, like, doing rebellion stuff from the backseat. With Bale, yeah. With Bale and Mon Mothma. Yeah. But if she was still, like, able to be a public figure, she would be where Senator Tucci was fighting for clones rights she would she would because see, like they are the some of the few politicians that actually treat the clones like people people they're not yeah, we property in her yeah we see this in padme's speech in the clone wars mm-hmm. you know which one i'm talking about the one where yeah. she's talking about anyone who fights in the republic they deserve yeah yeah that one yeah. But I love Senator Tucci and she's just great. And yeah, Chuchi's an awesome. icon. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. I guess we can do the Duchess and then we'll go to the Queen. Yes. Okay. So Duchess Satine Crease. Put some respect on her name, Mandalorian. Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Mandalorian and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who? Put some well, okay, Kenobi. I understand why we didn't do that, True. but yeah, Mando. Why? Why would you not mention her at least once? Especially, you haven't gotten to Bow and Rebels yet. I have not, but we'll get I to am it. watching it right now. And it, like every five seconds, she's like, "My sister Satine, my sister Satine, how dare you do this? My sister Satine, my sister Satine." Maybe she used too many of them and now oh. she can't do it. <laughs> Come on. Can you, like, mention her at least? Put some respect on her name. 
Um, on the crazed name. Literally. Um, yeah, I I love Satine. And I love that. Um, so Anna Graves, who voiced yeah. Satine, she talked about like when she auditioned for her. Originally, Anna Graves, who voiced Satine Kreese, auditioned for yeah. Ahsoka. Interesting. And it's so yeah. funny because Ashley auditioned for Padme. Yeah. Originally. So uh Anna talked about when she was she auditioned for Ahsoka first and she's like, I bombed that. I don't like it. And yeah. then like two days later she got like a call back for it. And they're like, We're not gonna give you like the teenage girl role, but we want you to take a look at this Kate Blanchett kind of role. Yeah. And she's ba- she's based on Kate Blanchett in the Elizabeth uh, uh, movies that she did, which sprung her to the forefront of Hollywood back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. So that's who Duchess Satine Kreese is based on. And we all know that Satine is named after Ewan McGregor's love interest in Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Actually, Dave Filoni has said that that's false. What? Did, yeah. Where he did not know that that was Ewan McGregor's um, love interest name in Moulin Rouge. Well, and now that, everybody like, makes just, jokes about it. Like, the name. And, like, it wasn't until people started making jokes about it in that he realized on social media that he realized. So, I actually made a joke about that to James Arnold Taylor uh, yeah. when, I, when I met him. I said... Because so a few months ago there was a viral video going around on TikTok of Ashley Eckstein and James Arnold Taylor talking about like wouldn't it be cool if there was like a musical episode doing like uh, of Satine and Obi Wan when they're young. <laughs> Literally, I I went up to him at the con and I was like, first off, uh, there is one. It's called Moulin Rouge. He's like, you are not the first person to make that joke to me. <laughs> that was funny um I yeah that. i love Sat- i love satine and you know a lot of people are like she's kind of a damsel in distress she's kind of, and i'm like okay yeah whatever no she actually can fight and she actually does everything that she can because she just yeah. wants a good thing to she wants good for her planet i totally understand that uh-huh. and she was probably way too young when she took the throne yeah she Um, was she definitely was and she didn't she just wants good for her planet and i totally totally understand that and she loves obi-wan literally and she and had she said the word he would have left the jedi order he would have left the jedi order for her and i'm pretty sure they have a secret love child but I'm um, pretty sure they do. Pretty it's sure Corky, Corky Kreese. Kenobi. Yeah. Corky is a I'm Kenobi. I'm sorry. He is. Have you seen the pictures of that one kid that was in Mando? Yes. Yeah, I don't believe that's Corky, though. I don't, but I'd like to pretend like it is. It's nice to pretend, but I don't think it's Corky. Um, yeah, I, I love Satine... I love her story and I hate that it ends so tragic tragically but she was she, she was awesome. You know your favorite dark side person 
Yeah. She's the one reason she's dead, right? I'm aware. I'm aware that Maul killed Satine. I'm aware of that. And I hate that I'm aware of that. Oh, especially because I ha- I had to rewatch those episodes for research because I was doing a thing, and I had to rewatch those. And I'm like, I hate that I love both these characters, yeah. and they and he kills her. Um, yeah. but yeah, I love Satine, and I wish that we had gotten more of her and put some damn respect on her name. Please, come on, especially like somewhere in this past season where it was Bo trying to take on the mantle of Mandalore and being ruler of Mandalore. Why never, why did she never mention her sister? How? How? Yeah. Make it it make sense, Stapeloni. Make it make sense, please. Or Jon Favreau, whoever. Um, Yeah. Well. Somebody stop me. (laughs) Okay. Well, I can talk about our queen. Yes. So, I love Padme Amidala. I feel like everyone knows this too. I love her. Um, not I love her. So I love Natalie Portman's portrayal of Padme in the um prequel movies. But Catherine Tabor, Catherine Tabor is my Padme. Yes. Yes. She. Like, sure, we see, especially in Phantom Menace, Padme being this strong queen and, like, having a presence. She was 14 when she took the frickin' throne of Naboo. Yeah. Ma'am. But as soon as Attack of the Clones came around and they made her fall in love with Anakin, she lost all of herself. Yeah. Revenge and her of the fighting Sith, in the prequels. Padme would not do the things that Pad that Clone Wars Padme does. Yeah. And something I love is so I listen to all the audiobooks of the Padme books. And for those of you who don't know, Catherine Tabor actually reads those books. Yes. Queen. And they bring such a life to the character. And a scene that always sticks out to me, and I mean it's after she's died dead and it saw by cleaning out Padme's office on Coruscant and looking at all the things that Padme never got to complete all the policies she wanted to enact there were stuff about freeing slaves all around the galaxy and giving probably would apply to clones yeah I was gonna say that would probably apply to the clone stuff literally Choo Choo is doing Padme's work yeah I wonder if Sabe gave some of that to Chuchi. Probably. That could be or a Bale. headcanon. Or Bale, yeah. Yeah, well, and it, I forget the name of it, but it's the Attack of the Clones, or the prequel to Attack of the Clones, Padme book, mm-hmm. because I haven't read the newest one that is Attack of the Clones, Padme, or yeah. like right after Attack of the Clones, her first year with the war. Mm-hmm. But... In her first year as senator in that book, it's talking about, um, what was I going to say? Oh, that book starts off with, um, like, election day for the new queen who's taking on Padme's place. Yeah. And the the planet of Naboo loves Padme so much that they were going to break its law about- They were going to change the constitution. They were going to change the constitution. 
so she could serve more than just two terms. Yeah. Because she did more for Naboo in those four years. And I love her dearly. And I yeah. wish we had gotten to see her actually enact some of these policies. I wish I wish we could have too, because I love because, Padme. Oh, this is what I was going to say. The whole, like, law about the slaves was in reference to Shmi. Yeah. She wanted to free Shmi. And, like, everybody yeah. else on Tatooine. So, in the first year of Senator before Attack of the Clones book, yeah. um, Padme sends Sabe on a mission to Tatooine to try to free Shmi. What? I didn't know that! Yeah. And this Surprise. is before she falls in love with Anakin. She just still cared about him. She's like, look, I I care about him and I want him to yeah. have his mother in his life. Yeah. Which, good on her. Yeah. Her so much. I do too. So, like, I don't know. I, I hate when people are like, who have only seen the prequels hate on Padme they because they don't of understand. all this stuff. They don't understand her true nature. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the other thing about Clone Wars is that it really sheds light on how toxic the Padme and Anakin relationship is. Like, the yeah. Clovis arcs. Oh! Padme really Speaking said, I like, red flags. favorite people. Oh, my God. Freaking Clovis. What uh, is the Jedi's name? Uh, Pong Krell. Pong Krell. We'll talk about Krell. him when we get to my favorite arcs. Okay, Ugh. good. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I have a rant. <laughs> same. Um, um, but yeah, Clovis. Oh, Clovis. How also, so. Padme is our bisexual queen. Yes, she is. It, the Padme novels confirm it. I love that for her. Yeah. And no, I mean, it... this isn't Padme, but I think the scene that I always think too is it's not. It, oh, it's in the Leia, Princess of Aldoran book. Mm-hmm. And Leia is on Naboo and, like, spills something on her dress. And the current queen of Naboo is like, okay, let's go, like, find you a new one. And gives her a white ceremonial Naboo dress. Oh. In the, like, illustrated novelization version of the thing, mm-hmm. it's her, it's Padme's dress from the end of Phantom Menace. <gasps> the one with the, like, circle thing? Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. And in that, Captain Panaka, who was Padme's guard. Captain in, Pancakes. Yeah, Captain Pancakes in um Phantom Menace, he walks in the room and he's on the Imperial side. Because remember, yeah. this is Leia. He's, a, he's an imp. He's an imp. Yeah. And he looks at this young princess of Naboo and of sees Alderaan. and realizes. Yeah. And Saw Guerrera kills him before he can tell the Empire, hey, yo, I think Padme's daughter is Princess Leia of Alderaan. Mm, good thing he did! Yeah! Because Captain Pancakes would have blown this whole thing out of the water. Captain Pancakes probably would have gotten um, the Death Star on Alderaan way sooner. Probably. Um... 
but yeah i love padme dearly and i love her too yeah i she I deserves to be that... with sabe <laughs> she deserves to be with the lesbian not anakin the lesbian handmaidens <laughs> oh my god my favorite thing is most of those handmaidens are lgbtq in some way i love that well, um, two of her handmaidens literally married each other and adopted kids from the, like, orphanage. That's so cute. Yeah. Why do I feel like if the development from Clone Wars had, like, I know, like, it physically is not possible considering Clone Wars came out after, um, yeah, after Revenge of the Sith, but wouldn't it be, I feel like the energy that we would get from, like, if development and heroism of clone wars padme had gone and had translated into revenge of the sith padme it would have been like an eliza hamilton situation oh it would have been where she's like i can do all these things without you yeah probably i feel like just saying if we got clone wars um Padme in Revenge of the Sith, Padme's shoes. Be like <laughs> first burn. It literally would have been like first burn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so, should we talk about Padme's um wedding present to Anakin? Literally, yes, this was his wedding present. Yeah. He's our favorite and droid. Caribio was um Anakin's Anakin. wedding present to um Padme. You know, non-suspicious wedding present. <laughs> Yeah, here's my clone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love R2. R2-D2. So here's the thing. Since we're only doing Clone Wars and not all of animated Star Wars, my list would have been very different if we did all of animated Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, we would have. Yeah, because I know exactly who your <laughs> droid would have been. I, I would have done the war criminal. We, oh, the we war all know criminal. But yes. R2 was my first favorite droid yeah i, I love him. him dearly i, I think he, honestly one of my favorite arcs with him in it is the um Zygerian arc really which is my number four place favorite arc in mm-hmm. because of him saving the day with padme or not padme padme's on the brain with anakin um shooting anakin his lightsaber before like ahsoka could get hurt or anything no, I, I love R2 as well. He's he's amazing. And here's the thing. I know you and I have this joke where every time, like, I feel like R2 swears like a sailor. Yeah. <laughs> he's been dealing with the Skywalker's crap for way too long. Yeah. And every time he does his scream, I feel like it's him saying, what the? Yeah. Probably um, is. I love him. I love him dearly. I just want there to be one day, and Scott has said this on my podcast, he has said that, like, one day you, like, hear him beeping or something, and then somebody says the language on this droid. I need that. Yeah. At some point. Uh, I feel like I've seen somewhere before Dave Filoni saying that R2-D2 is the family dog and Chopper is the family cat. (laughs) I think that's accurate. It's so accurate, which is my it favorite is really quote accurate. of Dave Filoni. Talking oh, about that these is really accurate. That's funny. 
And my favorite thing is, so my OC Kana, whose Jedi Master is Plo Koon, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. I was making her one of her two droids. And mm-hmm. he's a C1 unit. Um, named CG is his nickname. Um, but I I was describing his personality to um JJ, who's making a Padawan for Kano. Mm-hmm. As a mixture between R2-D2 and Chopper. And he went, oh, the chaos of that droid. I went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but R2-D2. <laughs> Love R2, him. Yeah. R2 Love is him. great. I have gotten a picture with R2-D2 um, on my Star Wars Day at Sea Cruise. Um, and I was I've dressed got up one as BB-8. Leia that day. I was dressed up as Leia that day. <gasps> and I did, the, I did the picture... Cries, dies, and smiles. I love that. So, because we are in the Clone Wars, of course we have to pay homage. I can't choose to the king of the Clone Wars, D. Bradley Baker, the voice of all of the clones. Oh my god, you're making me choose between my babies. I'm sorry. I didn't even write down all of my favorites. I wrote down five. You did. You did. I mean, technically, you wrote down one, two, and then I wrote. Five, I wrote. Seven. Technically, I wrote seven because I included a group. Yeah. So, okay. So, you and I have our top favorite, which is the tie. Rex. Rex! Baby boy! I love I him love so much. I love Rex so much. Mm, season seven. I makes cried me cry. recently because of Star Wars Rebels and Rex. Oh god! You haven't gotten to the episode yet that I cried don't, at. Rex. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anything. Oh my but, gosh! Uh, I love Rex. I love Rex. One that he continues the fight. Mm-hmm. He's the only clone. It's Wolf, Gregor, and Rex when we see them in what yep. season two? Beginning yes. of season two. Yes. And he's the only one that comes back to the fight. Yeah. After losing everything. Baby. Like, I feel like everyone focuses on Ahsoka's loss during Order 66. Yeah. He lost his brothers. But Rex lost lost his brothers. All of them. All of them. Besides the few that he's been able to save during, like, Bad Batch. Yeah. But the 501st, they were in the front lines of Order 66. Yes, they were. With Anakin. They were and they if, were the ones storming the galaxy. Honestly, or the, if, storming the temple. If Rex had not been on Mandalore with Ahsoka, he would have been in the temple slaughtering kids. Yeah. And I can't get over that. No. Um I love I love him so much. I love Rex so much. He's amazing. And I love, he's like he's our boy. Yeah. And I love his relationship with Ahsoka. Like their their brother sister relationship is so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I still love in my in my experience. Why? It, it, in I can't in remember my the book, exact line. Experience, in my book, in my book, I can't remember the word. In my book experience outranks everything. everything. Well, then <laughs> I think I should get experience. I love them. And then they make make a callback to that in Rebels at some point. Oh yes, I have I've heard it. Yes, yeah. I 
Rex is one of my favorites. He's okay. literally like, oh my gosh, I love him. He's he's fun, and yeah. he like he knows how to create how to adapt to a situation because his clone general was Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> he's been dealing with Anakin's crap. And my favorite thing, I know I said I wouldn't talk much about Rebels or Bad Batch, but I have to with Rex. Mm -hmm. Him being like, oh, he's no Skywalker every time Kanan does something. Every time Kanan does something reckless. (laughs) He's like, oh, he's no Skywalker, but I guess. But like, on the real though. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what arc like terrified me? What? Because it was the clones. Um... The freaking Geonos, the the Geonosis like worm things. Yeah, that scared the crap out of me because I'm like, no, don't hurt the clones, please, babies. Yeah, that was early on. That was before I knew, before I knew about a certain arc that we will talk about. And I see that we oh. both have fives on our list. Yes, I love fives. Same. The Fives Conspiracy Order 66 arc is one of the best arcs. It's so well done. Fives is one of my favorite characters. Like, he's... Like, and the thing is, we see him. If you watch Clone Wars in chronological order, Rookies is the first episode we see. Yeah. That's where we meet him. Yeah. And... Oh my god, seeing him grow as a character too from like clumsy rule following baby to Good soldiers follow orders. <laughs> no, no. Cries. Um I yeah, I love fives. And I, I loved his conspiracy arc. Okay. I think that, honestly, the conspiracy arc is one of the best... I think it's Dee Bradley Baker's best voice yeah. acting he does in this entire series. Okay. I I really think so, because, like... Not he, overall in Star Wars for me. Okay, that's fair. I think in, in Clone Wars, just Clone Wars, I think the best acting that he did in that series was the Fives conspiracy arc. Mm-hmm. Because overall, for me, it has to be Bad Batch, especially this most recent oh, yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Especially Hunter after yeah. Tech. Oh, my gosh. Um, we both have members of the Bad Batch on here. I technically have two. You technically have two, but I have all of them. I know. Um, the bad batch so much your baby yeah i i almost wrote down the full bad batch but i was like i'm gonna choose my my my, my faves if we're talking about like faves of the bad batch minus tech we all know minus tech and that is stop laughing (laughs) that's rough for you buddy i'm aware it's rough for me it's fine until we see a body i am maintaining he's alive that's me with Plo Koon, then, and you say I'm crazy. I never said you're crazy. Hey, if James believes it. 
if james believes that we can say it's a lie no um i love tech tech is honestly the main reason i love him and i and i've said this before um to you out of like yeah. off the air he reminds me of my boyfriend yeah. a lot i see it he definitely reminds me of brayden not just because i think they look a lot alike because they do they um do. But because, like, when in service celebration finally comes to Orlando after Japan, because I'm betting it's now going to be after Japan. Yeah. Um, he needs to cosplay. We tech. need. We need to go see D. <laughs> he needs. To, um, he needs to cosplay Tech. Yes. I will not cosplay Fee. I will cosplay as other characters. But I do love Tech and Fee. They're so cute. Oh, um, I. I that yes, you did. I saw? You did. Okay. You're the third person to send me that. <laughs> Everybody's been sending me like angsty tech TikToks and I hate it. <laughs> well, if I have to see it, you have to see it. Yeah. That is fair. Um, but yeah, I love I love tech. He reminds me of a boyfriend. He especially like the moments where he like doesn't know what to do when Fee is flirting with him. That's Brayden with me. It's adorable. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh. So I guess I'll do Hunter and, and Echo. Yes. Yeah, do Hunter and Echo. Okay. So Echo, I love him dearly, especially like what we see of him in Clone Wars, but then <laughs> really him becoming the mother of the bad batch. He is the mom. <laughs> he is the freaking mom. Hunter's he's the dad. He's with Skywalker bullshit for the he is a last mom. how many years? Yeah. He can raise um, Omega. He, I, I feel like he could raise Omega on his own if he wanted to, but I don't think he wants to. Oh, he definitely doesn't want to. That's why he left. Mm-hmm. But I love him, especially like he went through a lot. Not saying that other clones didn't. Mm-hmm. But after he was kidnapped, they made him basically into a machine. Yeah. He's more robot than man at this point. You didn't. And I just love him dearly. I love him. But anyway. Well. Hunter. Surprise. I love Hunter. Um. He, I, uh, I love him so much. I, I loved him when we first got introduced to, um, Clone Force ninety nine in Bad Batch or in, um, yeah, Clone Wars. The Bad Batch are essentially the Ninja Turtles, of yeah. I know, literally, no joke. When Brayden and I watched season seven, I we watched it and I'm like, oh my god, this is Ninja Turtles in mm-hmm. Star Wars. And I loved him doing his best to keep his family together. Yes. Because that is Hunter to a T. Yeah. Is trying to keep the family together. Yeah. And I love him. He's dead. And then my last We all know why you chose your last one. It's Wolf. Yep. 
I just wrote really sad stuff with Tana and Wolf, so I had to put him on this list. Of um, course you did. I wrote post order sixty six stuff with Wolf and Tana. How how dare you? Well, I forgot that he lives or like that he's in Rebels. Yeah. Somehow I just forgot he was in Rebels. I like wrote this whole story for Tana and him, mm-hmm. and it works. Yeah. It's kind of weird how well it works, and it so it must have been somewhere in my mind. But come on, he's part yeah. of Close Battalion. He's the leader of Wolf Pack. He's the leader of the Wolf Pack. Which, if you guys look on their ship, there is some nose art that they painted on it. And oh. if you translate the Orabesh, it says, "It says Plo's boys." So cute. And as part of Plo's boys, yes, you are. And I'm and my character's part of Death Watch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Technically, my character is part of like depending on the timeline, either the five hundred first or she's part of a. She's yeah. part of a like, a uh, separate thing. Okay, so we've gone through all our characters. It's taken us so long. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about our favorite arcs. So. It kind of recently has changed for me. Really? So I always maintained that my top three favorites were Ahsoka leaving the temple, Mortis, and the Zygerian arc. Yes. But, come on, Siege of Mandalore. Siege of Mandalore. Best lightsaber fight ever. Yeah. Literally best lightsaber fight in all of Star Wars, in my opinion. And I know I've also talked about this on the show before but without clone wars sean and i wouldn't be together yes and in about what is it hold on let me check today's the 21st so two weeks and one day from the day we're recording this is he and my three-year anniversary wow yeah which is really weird to think about um (laughs) but the Siege of Mandalore, so season seven, I loved season seven so much when it was coming out. Yeah. And it started right before the pandemic. So what I would do when I first, when it was first coming out was, and I was still up here at school, is I would go to my morning class, which would end around like nine o'clock because I think it was an 8 a.m. class. Mm-hmm. It was in the building right next to Sean's dorm that he was living in. So, like, as friends every morning, I would just go to his room. We'd have, um, like, breakfast together and watch the new episode of Clone Wars. Oh, my gosh. And then the pandemic came, and we had to stop that because we weren't around each other. Yeah. And then came um, the end of the Siege of Mandalore arc, where we had made plans for May the 4th, which ended up being May the 6th because I ended up working on May the 4th with the family I used to babysit for um to watch the final arc of Clone Wars together since that show is kind of how I got to know him in the first place Mm -hmm. and that day is when he asked me to be his girlfriend is when he came over oh my god of 2023 so without the Siege of Mandalore arc wow Sean and I wouldn't be together that's hilarious it's amazing but in all seriousness I love this arc 
because of so and we didn't even get to talk about her really in my in our favorite characters episode or like part of this but the first time you see Bo and Ahsoka is kind of an oof and kind of weird moment yeah because we don't know that's Bo technically technically but not until later not until later but like her spanking Ahsoka. Oh my god. Yeah, so like I hate when I always forget about it and then I'm reminded of it and I hate that I'm reminded of it. Yeah. So seeing their relationship go from that to taking down Maul. Yeah. In Mandalore. On Mandalore. And then seeing Ahsoka because of course we've seen like Yoda and um Cal Kestis's master and all those kind of characters feel the um Order sixty six happening, yeah, and understand it or like and kind of come to grips of what's going on before it actually happens to them. But seeing it with Ahsoka, oh my gosh, it and hurts. Of course, Maul knows. Maul knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. He knows Sidious's name and decides, okay, I will tell you who this secret Sith Lord is, yeah. but you gotta kill your brother. Yeah. And she says no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The Siege of Mandalore is one of the best arcs. Yeah. Just, and it's animated beautifully. Yeah. The fact that they used mocap with Ray Park. Yeah. For that's the awesome. Maul versus Ahsoka fight. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love oh, it. I love it. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll change that. Yeah, that's my number three. Definitely, like, I, I know originally on our list we have anything with Maul, which is true. I do love everything. Which, I Maul. mean, Maul is in the Siege of Mandalore. He's in, no, literally, Siege of Mandalore is one of the best arcs ever. Yeah. It's not one of the ones I go back and watch all the time just because, you know, hurts. But Same. Order 66 real hurts. Oh, Dave Filoni, why do you like to just bring us back to that so many yeah. times? Um, okay. Let's so, talk let's, let's let's talk about the arc that you and I, the other arc that you and I have in common. So, 2 and 1. Yeah, 2 and so her number so 2 it's my, my second. Num- yeah. yeah, my number 1. The Mortis so, arc. So, without the Mortis arc, I wouldn't have met Gabby. To start off really <laughs> yeah so let me explain just a little bit better a little bit so okay. the um clone horse musical going back to that when that was first starting on tiktok mm-hmm. the first ever video i duetted alex with was ahsoka's dark side oh yeah i remember that that took and wow, then that's that how was... alex and i that's like, so long that feels so long friends. ago yeah and I became friends with Gabby through Alex and Ashley. And then me. And then you. You were later. I was later. I was late. You were party. after Gabby and I like became besties because we made our OCs be married to each other. Literally. <laughs> because yeah. she and I were not friends before that. Really. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we were kind of friends. But it was after making Emma and um, Gabriella. Yeah. I will say the Mortis arc for me 
the mortis arc for me is very personal. Yeah. So I won't get too much into it. No. Um it also has a little bit of Clone Wars yeah. musical to do with. Yeah, it does. So I wrote two songs for the Clone Wars musical that that mm-hmm. like, may rest in peace. Um yeah. I wrote I wrote Song of the Sun. Uh yeah. I did not I, I just wrote the I wrote the lyrics for it. And basically what happened was I watched the scene where the sun shows Anakin the future. I watched that scene mm-hmm. like six times in a row. Wow. No, literally, it would stop, play again, play again. I literally did that. Mm-hmm. And I watched that over and over again, and I knocked out the lyrics in about like maybe two hours. And wow. Then we, like, then we like composed it for another it, we we whacked it out that night wow and yeah and one of the things that i wanted to do was i wanted to play it for sam whitwer yeah which you have which uh yeah but to get to that i got to play it for him on when i went to c2e2 a few weeks ago yeah and I played it for him. I was like, so we tried to do Clone Wars the Musical. And I wrote a song for the Son of Mortis. Would you like to hear it? He said, yes, play it. I pulled it up on my phone. I played it for him. He was like, he was very intent listening. He was like really intense listening to it. And I did that. And I, I song was done put my phone away and I looked at him and he said take a bow Sam Whitworth said take a bow that was amazing yeah and inwardly I started bawling <laughs> yeah because I was so proud of that song I'm still so proud of it and it yeah. means a lot that he really loved it and yeah. also like I love the Mortis Ark not only because of him because that's where we first see Sam we don't that was pre-Maul he was the son of Mortis first. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got that role because of Force Unleashed, actually. Yeah. yeah literally, he got that role. Mm-hmm. And the chick who plays the daughter, she also got that role because she was also in Force Unleashed, which was being okay. made at the same time as Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, so, and that also, that arc is famously where Sam Witwer out geeked Dave Filoni <laughs> in front of everybody. Yeah, we'll get to that story after we finish with our last two arcs. Yeah. But yeah, the Mortis arc means a lot to me. Yeah. It and I mean it's also, you know, we start to understand where the force comes from. Yeah. And like what it is. And, and the Ahsoka fact that you know becomes the daughter. Yeah. And you know, Sam Whitworth said if Ahsoka has Morai, her little yeah. owl friend. Yeah. Then the sun is probably alive in something somewhere. We just don't. I know. have a theory that it's Anakin Invader. You think it's you think it's Anakin Invader? I don't. You don't? No, I don't believe that. Where do you think because it is then? I think it's somebody we haven't met. Okay. Or, or. 
it's not a force sensitive person. Okay. But someone worse. I think you know who I'm thinking. <laughs> I think I think the sun is connected to Thrawn in some way. Ah, yeah. Who were you thinking? I could see that. I don't know. I was like, non-force sensitive. What? I feel like it's, I feel like Thrawn. I yeah. feel like it's Thrawn. Yeah. Um. Okay. I don't know. That's just my theory, personally. Yeah. Um. Plus, it would be really cool. Um. Yeah. But yeah, like, I love the Mortis arc. It, it's so cool, like, mystically and story-wise. And it's just so interesting. Mm-hmm. plus personally it just means a lot to me yeah I'm... this podcast wouldn't exist without the mortis arc it would <laughs> it, it re- because me that's how we became friends was me writing that's how gabby and i became friends because of the clone wars musical literally yeah um and then my favorite arc is Ahsoka leaving the temple knew it that is the biggest piece of character development we see of her in clone wars besides oh siege of mandalore yeah yeah especially um realizing what barris had done oh my god yeah and how barris betrayed her yeah and losing that friend not only going on the run and like trying to free herself from everyone's thoughts about her Mm -hmm. but going in and being like how could Barris do this to me? Her best friend. Her best friend. Yeah. And I I love how I keep mentioning the Clone Wars musical. I just can't stop today. Well it's hard hard not to when it comes to that arc. Yeah. But the song I was going to mention is the one that Gabby wrote great jedi yeah and i love that song i still sing it to myself today Mm -hmm. i literally sang it earlier today just like chilling in my room Mm -hmm. and the line that always sticks out to me is i guess barris was right wow yeah and the thing is yeah that's the hardest part that's the hardest part for her is when you when you when you go through clone wars as a whole and the prequels as a whole yeah the people that were right about the jedi order about the republic Mm -hmm. about all this are the bad guys yeah the people that we perceive as villains it's barris it's It's ventress they're all right yeah about what happens yeah and i love it not only for her character because i remember hearing something that ashley Eckstein was saying once mm-hmm. about how people um were after ahsoka was introduced were like oh she has to be killed off before revenge of the sith yeah that was kind of yeah that was uh that was de- that was a confirmed because thing that dave filoni not- is dave filoni confirmed this yeah um, that when Clone Wars was being made, um, George had a rule, um, where he's George Lucas had a rule where he said, 
anyone who's a main character that isn't in Revenge of the Sith has to be killed off before Revenge of the Sith. Which led Ashley Eckstein, rightfully so, to think that Ahsoka was going to get killed. Yeah. Dave Filoni found a loophole to keep his baby. Literally, Ahsoka is his baby. Multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. This man has now. Soka lives. She does. Yeah. But I love this arc so much. It's a very good arc. It's very well done. You want to talk about your favorite arc Uh, real quick? Okay, so this is not necessarily like my personally favorite arc, but I feel like from a narrative perspective, it's really interesting. The Umbara arc, which is essentially Vietnam for Clone Wars. It's literally Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my gosh, Pong Krell, in my opinion, is Ugh. the worst character ever. Not yep. in terms of like fandom hating him or something. No, he is just the worst character because yeah. he he tries to get the clones to kill each other for his own pleasure. Essentially, yeah. It's it's awful and. I didn't... Okay, so when I watched Clone Wars the first time during quarantine, I knew that, like, Umbara was a big arc emotionally. I had no idea why, though. No one would tell me when I'd ask about it when I was, like, in the midst of watching it. I'm like, I'm on Umbara! Oh my gosh, I'm excited to see Rex get character development! I didn't expect it to be like that! Yeah. Oh my gosh. And to see Rex and Boyle get killed. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, No, I I love the Umbara arc. Because it's... It's tragic. It's awful. Mm -hmm. But it's so well done. Like, cinematically. Yeah. I could see it being a movie. I could, too. Like, much like how the Clone Wars movie was the first four episodes... I could see them doing something similar with Umbara. Mm-hmm. It's just... Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yep. Yeah. And that's another arc where D. Bradley Baker is, like, at some of his best voice acting. Yeah. Because he that plays most of the characters the in... The finale his... of Bad Batch. Yeah. Or the season finale of season two. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm at. Not yeah, so. I, yeah, Umbara makes me cry. Yeah, I watched it with Brayden, and I texted him. He, he was ahead of me. He had watched Umbara prior to me. Yeah, I texted Brayden, and I was like, "I'm sobbing." He's like, "Did you finish Umbara?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, because <laughs> he knew it was coming and didn't know how to prepare me, because he knew how emotionally yeah. attached I was to the clones. I love the clones. Oh my gosh, me too. I love them so much. So, oh. shall we talk about our favorite voice actors for a bit? <laughs> yes. Cheer us up, cheer us up, yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the man we have mentioned the most throughout this episode, James Arnold Taylor! Which I have not actually met. I have. <laughs> I know. But I did have, like... You had a moment like, with him. I had a moment with him during MegaCon 2028 Yes. I was... <laughs> So I was walking around like the little like actors like signing. Yeah, area, their little, whatever their little autograph called. area. Like, 
yeah, autograph alley. That's what it's called. Megacon. Yeah. And I'm walking there. It's Friday. So it was the day before I would be meeting Ashley Eckstein and uh, Matt Lancer. So Mm -hmm. Ahsoka and Anakin. And James was Um, a last minute guest at this con. So was Matt. Oh, really? Okay. I thought it was just James. Matt? No. So Matt was announced the Friday before. James was announced the Monday before. Yeah. So they were very close to each other at Mm -hmm. announcing. But so Sean and I had immediately bought Matt Lancer's tickets as soon as we found out that he was going to be there. Yeah, because it's Matt. Because it's Matt. But we didn't realize that James Arnold Taylor was because we probably would have just done the Clone Wars trio. Yeah. On top of just meeting Had you known. Had we known. Um, But I'm walking around like Autograph Alley just like trying to see what actors I could like maybe get a glimpse at. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Tyler. Mm-hmm. So it's this it, again. It's the Friday of Megacon, so I'm dressed as Spider Gwen of yeah. all characters I cosplay, and I'm walking around and I hear Tyler go, "Spider Gwen, turn around," and it's Ashley, James, and Ashley's husband. Oh yes, David, Dave Eckstein. Yes, I I couldn't remember his name. The baseball and- player. Yeah, the baseball from my player. hometown. No, well, he he played baseball in your hometown. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But his childhood hometown is Sanford, Florida, which is fifteen minutes from my house. Oh my god! And there is a couple that goes to my church that were best friends with Dave Eckstein of all people when he they were in high school together, and they that's... still haven't gotten me through like meet them. That's I'm hilarious. Still mad that. Um. But anyway, I'm walking around and I hear Tyler go, spider Gwen, look. And like earlier in the day, I had had a bunch of kids run up to me and I thought I was about to kneel. And literally like probably as close as this mic is from me is how close James Arnold, Taylor, Ashley, and Dave were to me. And James oh my God. looked, I'm like, ah. like James is like, oh, I can't stop to talk, but you look amazing. That's so sweet. And I was like, ah. oh my god, like, out of body experience, like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I want to so, meet him. So he bad. so okay. Princess so Kena. I I know you want to meet him, Princess Kana. Um, so I met James at C two E two twenty twenty three this year, which mm-hmm. was a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was like my top person that I wanted to meet besides you Sam Whitworth. You meet him with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How dare you? I'm sorry. If you guys don't know, a, month, a few months ago, prior to C2E2 and knowing that James was a guest, um, Emma and I made a promise to each other we'd only meet James Arnold Taylor if we met him together. And she broke the promise. I'm sorry. I have to take the chances when I get them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... Yeah, I that's what I should have done at Megacon. Yeah. Um, Not just with him. With, um, Kevin oh, Conway. Kevin. Yeah. I'm Still sorry. forever upset that I will never get to meet Kevin Conway. I'm sorry. But yeah, James, I met him all three days. I basically was hanging out at his... I basically stalked him at his table. It was me and my best friend, Adrian. 
Um, and you're in like every single picture day of him. Yeah. So James, if you guys don't know, he posts cosplay compilations of his favorite costumes and fans that he met throughout like all every single day. Yeah. He posted me and Adrian, mostly me because I was by myself the first time, every single day. Yeah. Of that weekend, which is mind boggling. Um. And, like, we, so, first time I met him, I talked about, like, Obi-Wan, and I talked about, like, the Clone Wars musical a little bit, and I was so excited. Yeah. And then I was, like, I was really nervous. I got his, I got his autograph as Obi-Wan, and I took a picture with him, and he was super sweet. Um, and, uh, it was awesome. And then, uh, we were, t- uh, his we met up with him again in the afternoon because Adrian wanted to get his autograph from uh because he was the voice of Titus in Final Fantasy. Yeah. And we were talking to him and like we were waiting in line for a bit and we were talking to his daughter, his daughter Lydia, who is the sweetest. Oh yeah. I love her. She was like, please come back to wait she's like do you guys have cosplay plans like throughout the weekend and we're like yeah we're gonna do tiana and charlotte from princess and the frog tomorrow and then we're doing like our dark side characters on sunday and she's like please come back tomorrow i want to see your costumes and so on saturday we did exactly that and um and we literally we went up to him and we're like sorry james we're not here for you hi lydia (laughs) (laughs) yeah we did that it was so funny. He thought it was awesome. Um, so we talked to him. We said hi to him every day, and it was awesome. He was just, he was super sweet. And I realized yeah. on Saturday where I had first heard him, like his voice in my childhood, and it was in Kids Next Door. That was on Cartoon Network. You guys might remember that show, um, where he played. He was the voice of many characters, but the character I remember he did the most was King Sandy, which was a bad guy. Okay, and. D. Bradley Baker voices one of the main characters who is King Sandy's adversary. So I yeah. told I told James, I was like, so when I watch those episodes, all I hear is tiny Obi-Wan Kenobi screaming at tiny Captain Rex. Yeah. And he pulled the King Sandy voice out of nowhere and just started talking as him. And I was like, ah, I love okay. James. I love so James too. I- I did go to, um, so unfortunately, of course, I wasn't able to meet James at yeah. the con, but they did a Clone Wars panel because they had Ashley, Matt, and James there. So they did a panel together. The three yeah, of them. this at MegaCon? Yeah, at MegaCon. Yeah. And I forget what the question was at this point. Oh, there were two questions that I laughed at. Um, okay. Or three. There were three. One of them I was- I have another James story when you're done. So someone had asked, um like what uh what do you think ahsoka and anakin's um reactions to finding about obi-wan and Uh, and i feel like james is contractually obligated not to answer any corky crees like so it wasn't technically about corky crees there was another one about corky crees and he was like i hold opinions and ashley was like there he's their son she said it (laughs) i love that but um in that what I remember the most is Matt doing like standing up and being like the whole time the whole time the whole time he did that whole bit from Mrs. Doubtfire yes for 
as Anakin at That's Obi-Wan funny. with Satine's relationship. That's but, amazing. um the other thing was someone had asked him a question and he kept on just doing voices. And something that Ashley and Matt both talked about in that panel were they were new to voice acting. They were the babies of the group. They were the babies, yes. And they had they had some of the greats. Yeah, they acting. literally they literally did. To train them. So they Bradley had James, Baker. they had Corey Burton, they had D. They had Jim Cummings. Come they had Jim in later. Cummings. They had Phil Lamar. They had like all yeah. these legendary voice actors. I'd be like, J- James is like, don't put me with these guys. They're they're way more talented voice actors than Excuse me. Excuse like, you, no. James. Excuse you, James. <laughs> Incorrect. Incorrect, sir. Um so I also had a Clone Wars panel, but with the addition of so the guests. But the Clone Wars guests that we had at C2E2 was Ashley, James, Matt, and Sam Witwer. Okay. And so we had the four of them. And I was lucky enough to get in line and ask a question to the entire panel. Okay. Yeah. My, my question was, if you could choose a Disney song as your character's theme song, what would it be? And I had my own guesses. Um. But they, I gave them. I asked what their guesses would be, and Ashley yeah, said, "Go the to argue with um, James's answer because this is not Disney." Yeah, but he's saying it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So his was. Uh, so Ashley said, "Go the distance from Hercules," which is the guess that I went with, coincidentally. And Matt, oh Matt, <laughs> oh Matt Lanter, he said, "You know, if Anakin had just let it go." Everything would have been fine. And everybody started dying. And Sam face palmed. And um uh James Arnold Taylor, this lovely man, he's like, Well, it's not a Disney song, but and then he pulled out this piece of paper that he wrote on, and he he started singing, as Obi-Wan Kenobi, I am the very model of a modern major general. <laughs> and started seeing that i'm like you know that's fair <laughs> and yeah. he sang like a whole verse of it and it was beautiful and it was obi-wan kenobi somebody give that man a war- an award yeah um and sam he couldn't come up with anything because he just wasn't expecting it and apparently ashley said you know i've worked with disney so many times i have never been asked that question i got to yeah. ask that question which is awesome yeah. um but Sam, he couldn't come up with one, but agreed with my picks. And my picks for Maul were Hellfire from Hunchback, because it is the yeah. darkest of the dark, and Be Prepared for yeah. Lion King, which is very Maul. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, and we, you know, met up with James again, and he took pictures of us, and he was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And we said, thank you so much. We're going to be shooting off to going home now. And he was, it, he was so sweet. But yeah, I love I love James. I love James so much. So, because I have a Matt story, I don't know if you do. I have I have a Matt story. Yes. Okay. I have a Matt Lantern. So story him. mine was also from MegaCon 2022. We're gonna have a lot of the same con stories. Well, so this is stories Ashley. from the same con from each yeah. other. Except for Ashley, because I've now seen her like three different times. I've I've met her once. I've only met her once, but I've been in the same 
vicinity three times yeah okay what's your matt story what's your matt lantris story so when we got the photo with him yeah so we had just met ashley and i was still like ah yeah reeling from that and we get in line and like matt had no line at megacon because he was such a last minute guest either really he had hardly a line hardly a line we got like five minutes with him same for photos we did photos with him and you know sean is in his like anakin jedi robes and i'm full of soak up yes and he and i were talking and he's like so what pose do you want to do and we were like well ashley and i we we just did the force and he's like oh well do you want to do the same thing we can find something else like all he wanted to outdo Ashley. He wanted to outdo Ashley. They've had and a beautiful he, rivalry for years. And then he out um and then he looked at Sean, Josh's um Anakin, and was like, Well, we could do the force choke. And then looked at me and he went, Well, you can't snips, but he and I can. Ah! And like wouldn't let me do like force choke. That's so funny. <laughs> so I think I grabbed my lightsabers and posed with them like that. Oh my god, you'll have to send me this picture because that's amazing. Yeah, hold on. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like you tell your Matt story. So my Matt Lanter story, I met him at the same con, C2E2 2023. And I also hung out with him all three days, much like we did with um much like we did with James. Um so Matt, it was really funny. I got I got two I I no, I got a picture with him and I got a um autograph with him and he was yeah awesome um i it was really funny we did a um i talked to him for a little bit and we talked about the funny thing is first conversation i had with him was when i was we were taught i was talking about rebels and how i had just started rebels at that point mm-hmm. and oh you sent me the picture i'll take a look at it um he sent me oh my god that's amazing um we were talking about rebels and he like because one of the prints on his thing was um was the anakin darth vader with the cracked (gasps) eye print he had that and he's like do you know about this i'm like and i was like matt i'm on the internet he's like that is also fair (laughs) and he's like yeah you're just on the internet so you're aware of it and i'm like yeah i was i'm aware of it and um he actually hasn't watched a lot of rebels really yeah he's seen a few episodes but he hasn't like fully sat down and watched it um but yeah my favorite thing is that his dog is named ahsoka i know i love that um his the funny thing is i also told him about the clone wars musical and i played anakin's verse that is in the um that is in uh song of the sun to him and he's like i can see it on a stage in my head right now and I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I love Matt. Yeah, sweet guy. He is. He is so sweet. Love him. Yeah. Um, and I know. Like, I know. So Ashley, it was a little bit rushed because it's Ashley. It's Ashley for photos. Yeah, but Matt, it wasn't. And I remember, like, we actually got to tell Sean and I got to tell him that Clone Wars is what started our relationship. Yeah, and he was like wait really and like we got to like kind of explain like everything oh, to oh that's cute 
Yeah, I love That's Matt nice. so much. Yeah, Matt, I is, love Ashley, Matt is very but... sweet. Matt is very, very sweet. He's a very nice guy. I also told him because I follow his wife on Instagram. And um, and Angela is so sweet. I love her so much. I was like, I love your wife's Instagram. And he's like, I'm the one who edits her photos. <laughs> he edits her YouTube videos. I love that. I'm like, I've been watching you guys build your house that you're building in Ohio right now. And he's like, oh my yeah. God, you're going to be watching a while. So <laughs> he was, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, Matt was hilarious. And so then do you sweet. have any Sam stories? I have too. I already kind of, I told my, I told my Mortis story. Yeah. Um, and. Because I feel like Ashley's going to take a while. I only have one Ashley story. Um, I've seen her three times. You have, you have, have many Ashley stories, much like how I have many James stories. So it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sam Whitwer. I love him. I really do. And stop giving me that look, Emma. <laughs> okay, yes, I simp for him. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, especially him in Once Upon a Time, which makes no sense to me. That was the first time I saw him and knew who he was. Sorry. Um, uh, no, I didn't know who he was, actually. No. Um, Side eye. Shut up. I, so I, I, y'all know I'm a Darth Maul girl. I've been a Darth Maul girl for a long time. And I love Sam so much. Like, he is, he's hilarious. Like, uh-huh. he's actually genuinely funny. He if you guys watch him on Twitch, he has a Twitch channel. Um, he actually, he he does like out of pocket accurate impressions while playing Star Wars video games on his Twitch channel. He has a George Lucas, which is way too accurate, and he has. I hate that honestly. I will send you a video of it. It's really I... funny. <laughs> okay. It's really funny. He has a George Lucas. He has a Dave Filoni. I love that. And he has um he has an Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he just has like a German accent that he'll just go into. Or he'll just start talking as Palpatine. Because he also voices Palpatine. I forget that. He voices Palps, yes. It's so funny. Like seeing him. Because like this man is a nerd. And he became he got into Star Wars, like, from a work perspective, because he's a nerd. Yeah. And that's really funny. Um, so, the how's Sam Witwer out-geeked Dave Filoni story? <laughs> I'm sure many of our fans have heard this on yes. the Clone Wars stories, but we are going to tell it. So, it was during the Mortis arc. They were do—it's the first episode— of the Mortis arc. And there is the the scene where Oh, Anakin's I remember ha- this. There there is a scene where Anakin's having a dream where he meets the ghost of Shmi Skywalker, who's actually voiced by the actress who played her in the movies, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Um yeah, they actually got her back for that. Um so he's like having a moment and he has this like he has a line where he he does this beautiful monologue and he says um he says I have a wife I want you to meet her. You would like her. And he says, like, stuff like that. And then, like, Dave Filoni's like, okay, great. Moving on. And then uh, Sam raises his hand and says, 
you're gonna have to do that again and um and they're like and dave's like what do you mean we're gonna be doing that again who are you new guy because this was first time Matt, that sam had worked on clone wars he had no idea what he was he he, he says and i quote i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> um I love that. and he said um he's like you're gonna have to do that again because shmi and padme have already met they met in phantom menace and dave filoni like sat there for a minute and just like pulled his hat over his eyes very embarrassed because he he knows this he knows it very well yeah he's the man that was trained under george lucas he's george lucas's padawan yeah um and he says, he's like, okay, Matt, let's do that again. <laughs> Change that little detail. <laughs> and apparently that was like the moment that Sam gained Dave Filoni's respect. And that. then like, it was a Mortis pickup episode a few weeks later um, where uh, he's like, hey, have you heard like that? You know, we're thinking about bringing Darth Maul back. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I really know how to do that. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, there might be a, a really cool role coming for you in at, at some point. And Sam did not understand that he was referring to him playing Darth Maul. He had no idea. And he said, um, he said, uh, oh, like a bounty hunter or something. And he's like, yeah, sure. Bounty hunter. Cool. Then, like, a year later, Sam had been told that he was going to get a call from from Lucasfilm at some point. He had no idea what it was for. He just knew he was getting a call. And he pulled his car over because he was driving at the time. And it was was Dave Filoni. And he said, hey. And he's like, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I need Darth Maul. Can you do it? And Sam was like, huh? And it was, and Sam says, I'm quoting Sam when I say this, uh, he says, he didn't say it in a way that means like, are you available? Are you interested? It was, am I making a stake in hiring you for this role? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my God. And so he's like, okay, we'll have another meeting soon, but okay, thanks for agreeing. Bye. And then. Dave hangs up the phone and then Sam's like, my brain started melting. <laughs> when I love that. He's such a nerd. It's yeah. so adorable. But yeah, the Speaking the... of nerds. I'm sorry. I'm just dying right now. I love I Sam know. so much. I'm, I'm such a it's gonna be so long. I'm sorry. Though to myself it's... in the future. Yeah. It's fine. I can deal with it. But um every episode with me is always long. Um Yeah. Because you let me so go Miss, off. Yeah. Miss Eckstein. Oh, Ashley. Who I've talked about why she's such a big role model to me with yeah. starting her universe before. Yeah. But I think the two biggest impacts on my life with her most recently have been her two speaks that she's done at Disney Springs. Yeah, you went to those. Yeah, I went to the one that Katie was actually a part of because it was actually thought of by Katie and mm-hmm. her chef at the time, who both now work at the pastry shop by World of Disney. 
Yay! Woo! They're no longer at the Ganache Ring, but the Ganache mm. is still going to do the Ahsoka Pop years nice. later. Um, but anyway, um, the first one that she did, she was talking about the story that she always does and that she brought up at Star Wars Celebration recently mm-hmm. to Dave Filoni. Her audition. She told that story to at C2E2 as well. Yeah, she told it at um the, um the first speak that she did for Women's um History Month, celebrating yeah. her story month. And for those of you who do not know, she went in to voice Padme and like she was like, uh then I can't do the Natalie Portman voice, they're not gonna hire me, and walked out of the room. Mm-hmm. And got on the phone with her agent, and her agent was like, go back in, like, you never know. And Dave was like, yeah, you're not our Padme. But we have this character, but we want her to have an Icelandic accent. So mm-hmm. here you go. She tries, and, like, she hires, like, the best um, vocal Dialect coach. coach. Dialect yeah. coach in L.A. to try to get it so she could be part of Star Wars in some way. Yeah. And she just like she thinks she got it. And Dave is like, Can you do it a little bit more? And she's like, Um, excuse me, I was doing it a little more. Like I am doing an Icelandic accent. I don't know what you want. Yeah. Yeah, she told Sassing. me. Sassing. Yeah, literally sassing Dave Filoni in the audition. <laughs> for Clone Wars. Let me tell you, when she told this story at the Clone Wars panel, Sam Witwer had never heard that story before. So, I have a, I have a picture of his reaction to that. I'll send it to you, because oh my god, it's so freaking funny. But he sat there, like, horrified! <laughs> oh, I'll send you a picture of his face. It's beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> he had like, never I heard that the- story before. Yeah, I think about that. And then her most recent talk this past year. So this one was actually Disney Springs had asked her to do it. So the previous one had been Katie and the Ganachery hosting her to do this speak and talking about the Ahsoka Pop specifically. Yeah. But then the next year, Disney Springs was like, hey, we really liked doing that talk with you. We want to make this a thing like every first story month. What do you want to talk about? And she brought in some people from Disney merchandising. And two of the people on the panel of five besides her Mm -hmm. were in the first meetings for her universe to be brought into the Disney parks. Oh my God. Which is insane to think about. One of them had recently retired and came back to do the speak. Mm Mm-hmm. With Ashley. And Ashley was talking about like how much she learned from them. So she was talking about the first meetings because the first meetings were to get what was the start of her universe at one of the first Star Wars weekends. Mm -hmm. Because the only female shirts that they had were like eh designs, she was saying. And not the two people that were on the panel, but someone else in that initial meeting was like, oh, that, that would never sell. Like, anything with these characters would never sell. And it was characters Female characters like can't sell. Ahsoka Tano and Padme Amidala and Leia. 
And without those two people at that talk, besides Ashley, like the two people, I forget their names, mm-hmm. but that fought for her universe to be put into the parks, we, one, wouldn't have her universe. Two, this collection yes. would never have existed without her universe. And yes. this wasn't even a her universe collection. Mm-hmm. It was just actually promoting it. So it's the Women of the Galaxy one, which has women like Leia, Padme, Ahsoka, Harris and Dula, Ray Skywalker, Rose, and her sister Paige. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only characters I wish they had on this bag, maybe instead of Paige, would be Sabine. Yeah. Especially since they have hair on it, but like, I get it, whatever. But that bag would not exist. And Ashley was telling the story of the first Star Wars weekends that her universe was actually there selling t-shirts geared toward women. How the best selling t-shirt that Star Wars celebration or Star Wars weekends, not celebration was a red shirt with Queen Amidala's face on it. Mm-hmm, because you never see anything with Padme on it. No, you still really don't. It's mostly, like, Ahsoka. Which, there's nothing wrong with having Ahsoka which merchandise. Which nothing wrong. Especially because it is Ashley's brand. Yeah. But I, I just think about that talk a lot, because, again, without... And one of the two people that were in those initial meetings, she was talking about, because someone asked, as part of Disney merchandising, what has been your favorite collection or thing that you got to work on? And one of the two people got to bring Duffy to States. Mm -hmm. One of the other people that was on the talk, they weren't necessarily in the first meetings, but they've been in meetings post her universe starting to be put in the parks worked on the star wars galactic star cruiser hotel merchandising cries and i just think about that i she's just an incredibly nice person in the few seconds i got to know her like got to meet her when i was dressed as a sofa she's like oh my gosh you look amazing and like i got to like briefly tell her how much Ahsoka means to me, but I couldn't say everything because, like, five seconds. Yeah. And I would love to have her on this show. I would so love I to as well, because she's the best. What? I met... She means I, to me. I, I met... I met Ashley in 2021 at Fanex Salt Lake. And okay, I so met her... C2E2. No, no, no. She wasn't C2E2. I just didn't meet her that time because I had already met her once. So I was like, I'm not going to get in mm-hmm. line again. Because Sam's line was the longest. Because Sam is a rare con person. Yeah, which is why I'm so thinking about going to that one con you were telling me about. Please, please, please do it. Um, He's the best. No, okay. So Ashley, when I met her, I got her autograph and I talked to her for a little bit. And I told her she was so happy when I told her Clone Wars is my quarantine show. She was so excited when I told her that. And I said, I want you to know that what you have done for for women in nerddom, mm-hmm. it means a lot. Especially for someone like me who, when I was a kid, I was ridiculed for being a woman and being into Star Wars and being into Marvel and being into DC. I was ridiculed for that. Same. 
And, and it, like, I it was, think it back was, to middle school Emma. It was as if, like, those were not mutually exclusive. Like, you couldn't be both at the same yeah. time. Like, I I couldn't, I had to hide that. I'm about while. to cry thinking about middle school Emma. Oh my gosh. If, if I got to tell, like, grade school Kara that I could, that you have made friends, you have met your idols because of being a woman in nerddom. Yeah. I I would love to do that. And I told I told Ashley that and I'm like, it means a lot that you created a brand that is all about empowering women in mm. nerddom. And so she was yeah. she like held my hands and she was so excited. She's like, that is why I created her universe. And I was just like <laughs> like crying but yeah like she was the best she is the best i love her she is the best yeah i think back to middle school emma watching rebels and getting to know ahsoka for the first time Mm -hmm. and i can see you getting emotional yeah yeah um I needed someone like Ashley in my life at that point. Yeah. A woman who changed the way women in fandom and women in nerdom are treated. Yeah. I remember sitting in, I remember this very vividly. It was my middle school, seventh grade specifically, a math class the biggest bully I had all through middle school was in that class and multiple in that year. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with one of my friends, Hannah, um, about something about Star Wars, probably something about Ahsoka um, and her overhearing it and bullying me and mm-hmm. making fun of me for liking Ahsoka. Yeah. And then like, I kind of stopped talking about Star Wars and like went on to star kid and she would make fun of me for that yeah it's and at the same time I had one of the biggest influences in my life um my English teacher in seventh grade Mm -hmm. forget his name right now um but that's not the point but I remember walking into his classroom the first day and he had an r2d2 thing on his desk and like so many nerdy things. And I felt like I could be myself in that classroom, yeah. which I never felt like I did until quarantine, really. Mm-hmm. And I found you and my TikTok <laughs> community and this podcast. Yeah. And I really wish middle school me could see that I've gotten to meet Ashley and Matt. Yeah. And all the things that have come from this podcast and from me embracing nerd culture for the first time. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling that honestly yeah. it, it was Clone Wars that did that for us. It's yeah. crazy to think that. And I mean, you and I have created characters for ourselves that are Clone Wars based mm-hmm. that we adore. Like I love I love Scylla. I love Koi. 
I love yeah. making those characters myself. They they it makes me happy. Like it just brings me pure joy and the fact mm-hmm. that like I got to fulfill some things that brought me so much comfort and safety. If Sam ever listens to this, he's I dude, I want you to know that you listening to Song of the Sun when I played it and saying that I did a good job meant literally the world to me. And I don't know if he's ever going to fully understand that. Because that, like, really helped me a lot. And Me just meeting Ashley and dressed as her character that I used to bullied for yeah liking it's and feeling seen I look around my desk and I started packing up stuff because I'm gone next weekend yeah and won't have time to pack up stuff but I still have at least a couple nerdy things on my desk I keep nerdy things on my work desk in my office specifically Lola right now yeah It it means a lot seeing this. Yeah, let's see, I have that. Oh, we're both gonna cry. <laughs> I have a Narnia book. Of course you do. It, it's a um Christian discipleship in Narnia. Nice. I'm making a Bible study based on this book right now, which is why it's on my desk. Nice. I have what else do I have that's nerdy? Notice I've packed up most of my desk, so I don't have the picture of me meeting Ashley. I had the prequel to the Hunger Games. Of course you do. I have not read this. Okay. Before we squirrel. Oh my gosh. This is for Taylor Swift. Of course it is. (laughs) This weekend when this episode comes out. Yeah. Sorry. Squirrel. But yeah. Um, just means so much for both of us. I mean, you and I would not have met were it not for Clone Wars. Gabby and I would not have met. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy to think about. Sean and I would not have met. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. Because I remember sitting down next to him when he thought of of me as church girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, When I was at that first meeting for um, Lambda Alpha Epsilon back when I was a criminology major Mm -hmm. and seeing star wars as his lock screen and me being like oh i like star wars too and uh, mentioning ahsoka first yeah and him and i talking about ahsoka before the meeting started yeah and of course like little did i know that that's the man i would be dating for three years after that yep and Clone Wars means so much to me. Oh my god, yeah. I love it so much. Clone Wars, I... I love Clone Wars. Because, like, even in high school, I was, like, kind of bullied for writing fanfiction around Rebels. Yeah. It's... Clone Wars is a gift. And... Ashley Eckstein is a gift. All of everybody, every Everyone. single person who worked on Clone Wars is yeah. a gift. Yeah. And I don't think they're ever going to fully understand that. 
No. And I remember at it, it just Megaton. means so much that they like the actors who were on Clone Wars, like we're talking about the core people. We're talking Ashley Eckstein, D. Bradley Baker, Matt Lanter, James Arnold Taylor, and Sam Witwer. Um and Catherine Tabor. And Catherine Tabor, of course. Um we the that core group they love Clone Wars so much. Yeah. And they always get so happy when they talk about it. And yeah. knowing that it is as much a source of joy for, for them, them as it is for us means the world. Yeah. And it is crazy to think about. And oh my god, this episode's been going on for three years. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I... gonna have a heck of a time editing this. I'll put it in tonight. Yeah. But but oh my gosh. Yeah, they will never truly understand. And I remember at MegaCon, and this will be the last thing before we get into Phantom News. Yeah. Someone talking or before they asked their question, telling James, Matt, and Ashley mm-hmm. how Clone Wars literally saved her life. Yeah. How she was going to take her life and how Clone Wars was the one thing that kept her going. Yeah. And I remember Ashley, Matt, and James asked her to come to the stage and hugged her. And yeah, we're talking about like, that's why we do this. Yeah. It's and sure, like I love every fandom we talk about on this show. Yeah. But Star Wars is and specifically Ashley Eckstein is who's made me what I am as a nerdy woman. For me, it's been Clone Wars, Ashley and Sam. Yeah. They they have been my like they have made me the nerdy woman I am today. Along with like all the other amazing actors that I idolize Rob Paulson, uh Maurice LaMarche, Paige O'Hara. Am- Paige O'Hara, like all of these amazing actors that we idolize. Cody Benson. Literally. Yeah. But it's it's insane. Yeah. But these guys in particular. <sighs> they just I think this is well, the first time I've actually like cried on <laughs> Oh Elm, I love you so much. Love you too. It just it means a lot knowing yeah. that they love as they love it as much as we do. Yeah. And actually, so one of my best friends, Kristen, she still hasn't watched most of Clone Wars. She's on season three last time yeah. she was watching it. Me, my friend Hayden, her husband, and Kristen and I were all going over to Kristen and her husband's apartment on May the fourth to watch more of Clone Wars and try oh. to get as much of it. Yeah. Through. I'm getting. And I think you just started season three. I'm converting. Um, a- Adrian. So Adrian, yeah. when we went to see two e two, we were in the car drive home, and she's like, "I'm gonna start Clone Wars because meeting these guys converted me to Clone Wars." Yeah, they're the she had not seen it. Individuals, and again, like I wouldn't have met Katie without Ashley. Yeah, and she and I are planning a Star Wars day, dress up as Kana and her OC. Cries sobbing love that oh my gosh i should ask her to join sorry we're looking for more people to join kana's crew right now of course i want to add her 
or ask Cute. her if she wants to be added. Oh my gosh. We should get on to fandom news because, oh my God, you and I could go on about this for hours. Yeah. So three new Star Wars films have been announced at Star Wars Celebration Europe. James uh, Mangold will direct a film about the first ever Jedi, which was described as a biblical epic. Dave Filoni will direct a film culminating the events of the Mandoverse. And Charmin Obeyed Chinoy's film will follow the establishing of a new Jedi Order. It is set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker and will have the return of Daisy Ridley as Rey Skywalker. Broadway's Kimberly Akimbo will hit the road with a national tour in 2024. Megan Hilty, Jennifer Simard, Christopher Saber, Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger, and more will be part of a universe of Universal Theatrical Group's upcoming reading for the musical adaptation of Death Becomes Her. Splash Mountain will permanently close at Disneyland on May 31st to begin its transformation into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Capture your moment. Private photo pass sessions are coming soon to Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom. Capture your moment had launched just a few years ago with only a select location around Walt Disney World available for sessions. And this is for like private events, like Mm -hmm. engagements, weddings, kind of stuff like that. The stage musical based on the Amazon Prime series Transparent has announced its stars, including Daya Curley, Peppermint, Sarah Stiles, and more. John M. Chu is going to direct a film adaptation of Android Weber's and Tim Rice's musical, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I love that musical. Same. It's been such a first for me and my family. Okay. Yeah. A new world of Pixar expansion is replacing Toontown at the Disneyland Paris Park with a brand new show called Together, a Pixar musical adventure coming this summer. HBO Max's new streaming rebrand of Max has ordered the first ever Harry Potter scripted television series, which will be a faithful adaptation of the iconic books and will be executive produced by J.K. Rowling. A brand new Coco restaurant is coming to Disneyland Paris Park. Poseidon's Fury is closing permanently at Islands of Adventure, unfortunately. And the last day guests can enjoy Poseidon's Fury in the Lost Continent will be May 9th. Disney CEO Bob Iger named one, is named one of Time's most influential people for 2023. Disney 100 Decades 1940s collection will be available starting or was available starting on April 17th. The Decades 1940s collection will feature merchandise surrounding Fantasia, Pinocchio, etc. Star Wars Celebration will be returning to Japan in 2025. And Star Tours will be getting more adventures and locations starting in 2024. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fanfic House. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. And if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them on rf4rm.com. Next week, Gabby and I will be having a very special May the 4th episode where we will be talking about Spaceballs and reviewing it. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you think about the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalsPod for the latest updates. I can be found on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Emma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. 
and Gabby is at Gabby Jet everywhere, which is G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carol Lindsmeyer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Bye! The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the brand or company they are about.